All right, guys. So welcome to the DJ Richie Sky Unfiltered Podcast. We're here doing this with Podcast One. And I have wanted this guest on either my YouTube show or something. I just knew it had to be something big. I I knew it needed to be something meaningful when we had a conversation. And so this seemed like the perfect opportunity and the perfect platform to do so. I am here with David Yontev from Behind the Velvet Rope, who is going to give us all of the tea from Behind the Velvet Rope. David, what's going on? I mean, I didn't know I was so well sought after like that. Like, <laughs> thank you. I mean, you know, all you had to do was ask and I appear. <laughs> but thank you for that great introduction. I'll take it. Ab- absolutely. No, and I, and I think, you know, it kind of is indicative of, it seemed as though to me, you came out of nowhere, like a firestorm in the middle of a pandemic. And you came with these great interviews, with these great insights. And for me, it had been something that had been on my radar. I was like, I've got to talk to him because I just, I want to know more. And, um, you know, I always think about timing and when is the right time to do something and to collaborate. And so I felt like, this is it, so I'm happy that you are here. I am thrilled to be here. I mean, I, I did come out of nowhere, per se. You know, like, <laughs> I, well, no, I mean, I did. Listen, I came out of nowhere, and I, I mean, I was kind of in the Bravo reality TV world before, just in that I knew a lot of these people, you know, and I never knew what to do with that. It was always like, I gotta turn this into a business somehow. Right. And so, I mean, that's really how, like, my show started. When a show really started as, like, a two-day-a-week show, my plan was one day was going to be an interview and the other day was going to be behind the velvet rope. Like, you want to know what it's like at 3 a.m. when you're still at the bar with Countess Luann? Well, I'll tell you. I mean, sorry, I'm going to talk out of school. That was really the whole, uh, you know, and, of course, like, if someone's, like, I mean, I've had people say to me, like, you know, I'm about to file for divorce next week. Don't tell anyone. Like, of course. Like, if it's a major thing. Right. We're not going to talk about it, but who had one, two, drink too many and who fell off the bar stool and who went home with someone. All right. I, I might talk about that tomorrow morning on a podcast. Really, it's kind of was like Wendy Williams-ish. That was kind of my vision when it started of like, we're still going to hang out and be friends. Like, I'm just going to skip over all of that. Like, I don't want to hear about it. Let's just forget about the argument that like, I talked about you. Cut that out. And so... <laughs> You know, sometimes, Richie, you just got to, like, tell people how it's going to work. And you're like, so before you get mad at me for talking about this, like, let's skip over that aspect because I don't have the energy and we're still going to hang out. It was kind of, but it turned into, because of the pandemic, like, three days a week, four days a week, and then the format shifted. I still, I have a Patreon paid account, not not a shameless plug. I talk there. Uh, Like, now it's kind of like, look, if you want me to talk about all this, that's on Patreon. It really just turned into like a five day a week interview show of like who's next and who's up. And it's five days a week now. So I did come out of nowhere. You know, listen, I tried to like network when I came, you know, to some podcasters and, you know, some people weren't having it. And I'm like, okay. So I'm, listen, when I want to go from A to Z, and this isn't, this is no ego. This is just personality. When I have a plan from A to Z, I will get to Z no matter how it happens. So if you want to put these roadblocks over here, I'm going to go left or right. So when I came out of nowhere, I did try to network with certain like Bravo blogs and reality podcasts. And they just thought like, we're not interested. And I'm like, all right, so I'll remember that. And I'm just going to do this my way then. Thanks. Bye. You know, what's funny. I mean, I think of No. And I, I love it because I think what makes the, came out of nowhere element so noticeable is I think it's because you just executed. Like there was, and I kind of felt like the same, the same, the same thing sort of happened to me on YouTube. I just kind of put my head down and I just did it. I didn't tell anybody I was doing it. I just did it on YouTube. And I said, whatever happens from here happens. And it just so happened that it kind of just took off on and it grew its own wheels. So I totally understand that. Yeah. And it's so, it's weird. Cause now I have a lot of like small podcasts reach out to me like this. And I'm like, of course I'll come on your podcast. Like let's cross promote. I don't. So, I mean, all these people in the beginning that were like, go away. I'm like, I, I'm not. 
but I'll remember that as well. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I'm really like the type to, I mean, I, look, I had a plan. I did have like a game plan. I mean, look, I didn't know it was going to become a five day a week interview show. And it's not just Bravo. I mean, like we just had on Janice Dickinson, you know, like we go to big names, you know, and I didn't realize it was going to become what it was, but I'm not, I hate when you tell me like pet peeves, I don't like talkers. I don't want to hear it. I respect just doers. Like, I don't need to hear about how fabulous you are and how you had drinks with Janice Dickinson at the Abbey and like how your podcast has this many downloads. I don't want to hear it. Just do. So that's really how I like to live life. And especially from like a business point of view, I was like, I'm just going to do the work and the rest of it will fall into place. And that's kind of what happened. I mean, with hard work, don't get me wrong, but I'm not one to, you know, like I'm one to self promote. Like that's what my whole social media is about. Like, it's a business tool for me, but I don't need to tell you how great I am or why, you know, just I'm going to do the work. And I love that. That excites me. It, because I think it's also a thing where I'm inspired when I see other people just hammering away at the work and you have been nonstop. And I absolutely love every minute of it because not only do you do what you do and you interview, and I don't even, I want to get into later how you balance it all, but you also, everything you does, everything you do, it makes headlines. Did you, how did I like for, and, and I guess, was that an intentional thing or did it just kind of like, Oh, well, you know what? Hey, there's a headline over there. Like, how did you conceptualize that? I mean, okay, so that's a good question. It's right. So, like, when I started and it went from this to interviews, I realized the interviews, you know, like, I'm great and all, but, like, let's face it, like, people want to hear from, you know, like, today we have Mike Hill. Mr. Cynthia Bailey is on the show today. It's a good one. Um, it, It was kind of like a little bit of both, like, I had started to get one or two headlines. And then I think Tamara Judge might be like one of the first people, maybe before that, but one of the first people that had on that said so much stuff that it just kept going. It was like five different stories. And then I realized like, okay, you know, this is good. Like this could help the podcast. And then it just slowly, and then it became a thing where I'm like, now I'm going to go after headlines. So, I mean, look, I can play, it doesn't always work. Like, listen, there are so many guests that I have on that I know there's not going to be a headline. It really is a mixture of everything. Like, so I know there's no drama, there's no headlines, but you're, you're like a big name, you're great. And I just want to talk to you. And it's going to be a great, interesting show for the listeners. So you have to have that. But then there are other people that you're like, listen, this is a great guest anyway. But I can tell you, after doing this for almost a year and three months, I now know how to get headlines. Like, <laughs> I, it's just, I, I don't know what to say. It does, listen, it doesn't always work that way. You, right. you, you can't plan it. It's like, but I can kind of tell. Like, for instance, I'll give you an example. Like, I had Megan Weaver on. She's from Flipping Out with Jeff Lewis. She was not Jeff Lewis. She's not like the main character, but she's like, she was a designer on the show. I, I, I want to talk to you regardless. And, you know, there's drama. So it's like, I know like everything you're going to say, you're not going to say anything about Jeff and Gage and Jenny because you work for Jeff. So I already knew, look, I'm going to go there and I'm going to try, but I just knew you're not going to say anything about them. You're not going to trash them. There's not going to be anything. We're, we're going to have a great talk. But then during it early on, she was sick because she used to work for Steven Spielberg, which I'm like, okay, like, I don't, I don't really love Steven Spielberg. Do you know Drew Barrymore? She did. And I'm like, all right, yawn. I just wanted to talk about Drew. So she started talking about these people. She's like, well, nothing really happened. But there's this one time I went to Leonardo DiCaprio's beach house. Like, you know, it's a long story. Her mother knew him. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm still sleeping over here. And she's like, you know, and I found it really interesting. Like, you know, I opened the door in his beach house was this was back like in the 90s his beach house was decorated like titanic and then she was just talking and went on to something else and i'm like okay like it went off in my now i don't love leonardo dicaprio i don't have anything against him like, he's not my thing like i don't love him but it's not about me now it's about so it's about the listener you're telling an interesting story but now i'm like now i have to take my, it's about me now i hear maybe this could be press and i'm just like let's go back 
to five minutes ago. What do you mean, like, you? this was one of the biggest movies that has ever existed in the history of movies, and he's a huge star now. And so, like, his house was, it's, he was in Titanic. It was decorated like the movie that he was in. <laughs> it's not even that big a deal, but I just, something in me said this could be something, because it's kind of ridiculous. And yeah. he went on, and then... Sure enough, it went, that was like, an, it was an, I called her, I was like, you're an architectural digest. You're a designer. You've never been an architectural digest. I just got you in it. Cause it was about his, yeah, oh, it was everywhere. It went all over the world in every language. So I'm like, my untrained David, like a year later would have just been like, okay, that's stupid. Let's move on. Like I just knew. And again, it's no ego. Cause you never know for sure, but something was like, so I do chase the headline, like Janice Dickinson is an example. Now, Janice Dickinson, A, let me get on my knees and put on my knee pads because I don't care if nobody listens to that episode. There are just people <laughs> that I'm like, I love you as a person. This is why I do this job. Janice was that. But she also just says whatever comes to her mind. But I knew, no offense to Janice Dickinson, like we all know about Tyra and you didn't get along with her. It's like, you really need to look for something new. And I'm just like, you have to almost like take the person you have and connect them to like the hottest thing right now. So I'm mm. like, look, Gigi and Bella and Kendall, they're models. That's all people care about. I'm sorry. There's no one who's 23 that really knows Janice Dickinson. Maybe they do. And so I'm like, I'm going to ask about Gigi. And like, sure enough, she's like, of course they're not good. And she went on. I'm like, got it. Got it. <laughs> done. I, I say these things to myself. So it's like, you want to, you have to give a good show. You have to have the right guest. But like, I know, and don't get me wrong. Sometimes it's a total surprise. Sometimes, oh, and do you know what really was the turning point for me? Because now I'm thinking it really wasn't Tamara. I mean, it was a little bit. I had on someone, Craig Ramsey. It's this guy. He was on Newlyweds on Bravo. You don't see, you're like, you're like, who? No one knows him. No offense to him. <laughs> Nothing at all. No offense to him. But he also is, was on Broadway with Leah Michelle, And a lot of times it's timing. It was right after all this stuff came out about Leah Michelle, about what a bitch she was and how hard she was to work for. And so when he was on my show, I said, he was like, I'm on Broadway and I worked with this one and that one. He said, Leah. And I was like, well, what about her? And she's like, she's disgusting. He went, he trashed her. Now, I didn't think this was before. This is way back before David and Leo and Janice. I didn't think anything of it. I was like, all right, so it's not, I mean, this was just in the news. So when someone heard that, they're like, what? And then that went, it was literally three minutes out of my hour and 20 minute interview. And it's that soundbite that went everywhere. That was really when I was like, oh, I think I get it. I think I get how this works. I'm, it's a, There's a, like seven different ways to get it, but I've <laughs> learned. That's a long answer. God, I should shut up. <laughs> I know. I love it. This yeah. is what I'm here for. This is what I'm here for. So like, it's, 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 it's all you have, like you want to entertain the audience, but yes, I have my own agenda. I do. When I interview people, I have my own agenda. And if, and if it doesn't work out, it's like, I don't care. We still had a great freaking interview. Like I just had someone on from the show glow, like that show that was on Netflix. Like I yeah. just love the show glow Jackie time. I mean, there's nothing she could say that would be like, it, I wasn't looking for it. So like, you don't go looking for it every time. And I was like, this is going to be a great show. She's a comedian, phenomenal show. People will be thoroughly entertained. And I was entertained. You don't look for it every show because you don't need it every show. You just, right. you need it, you need it enough. Gotcha. <laughs> I love it. How, how did you fall into this world of, hanging out with, you know, the, uh, the, the Kendys and, you know, how, how did you get here? Well, you know, so I have like a whole past life before this. Oh, like, tell used, us. Give well, me a little bit. I used, I went to law school and graduated and used to practice corporate tax law. Let's start there. I know that's the last thing you would think, right? I, I always say like, I'm a closet smart person. Like I'm smart. I just don't want to talk about anything of any intelligence. I don't want to talk about anything going on in the world. I don't want to, definitely not politics. I don't want to talk about, I just want to talk about like bubble gum and fluff. I'm sorry. I've like, you know. Hi. Right? Like. The same here. <laughs> and again, that goes back to like, I know I'm smart. I have all my degrees. I don't care. I just, 
whatever, just give me my martini and let's just talk about stupid stuff. <laughs> so anyway, so when I, I didn't practice law and then I, I left that, I mean, I did, I, for a minute, then I left that and then I went into recruiting and I had my own company. Long story short, I, I ran HR and recruiting at a lot of companies. I used to work for Martha Stewart. I'll have, I'm going to be doing a show on that because everyone wants to know what it's like behind the closed doors of working for Martha Stewart. Right. You're like, so that's on the list. I could tell you a funny story about that too, about how I almost got my own headlines. David Yonsef says, so because I'm always in all of these papers, one of them, we don't need to mention what paper it is, but it's a big name, called me and is like, okay, so we talk about you all the time. Like, and you know, we did research, you worked for Martha Stewart. You know, they're like, what was it like? And I'm just like, all right, like off the record, let's talk or whatever. So we talked. No, no. I mean, they couldn't use it because it was off the record. But then at the end, they were like, the girl, she called me back like an hour later. And she's like, listen, that was, that was, that was something. And she's like, we, my boss is like the, the, the owner of this whole thing. Like, and it's like, it was like a people, like one of the big ones. It wasn't people, but she's like, we, we have to run this. And they, they convinced me, they were like rolling out the red carpet. And listen, I'm not afraid. I always say this, like, if you wrong me in the world, I'll talk about you. Like there's housewives I'll talk about, but Martha really never did anything to me. Was she easy to work for? No. I mean, is anyone really that's so high and good at their game easy to work for? Probably not. No. So she never, I really don't have a vendetta against Martha. And they were like, and then like, I just couldn't sleep for two nights. And it's not like I'm afraid of her. I'm not. But I was just like, I don't see how this serves me. Like my name is in the press every other day for my podcast. Like, what is this going to get me? Like, I don't need to. And I'm not really the type that like, like people, you see it in reality TV, like people have an ax to grind. And then like two years later, they're still talking about like LVP this and so oh God, yes. right so it's just kind of like i'm not that type of person again if you wrong me personally then i will speak out against you about how horrible you are and then i'll move on but i, I had nothing against martha and i was just like and they they weren't happy with me but i was like i never wanted you to run this story you convinced me and i'm sorry i slept on it for two days but i still can't sleep and it's the third day like just don't run this like there's i don't what am i going to get out of this i'm going to get my name in the headline for 24 hours yeah or 48 yeah. hours, it's not worth it. Like I have nothing against Martha Stewart. She wasn't easy to work for. I'm gonna do a show about it, but I mean, it wasn't, there's no real acts. So I don't even know what your question was. Before. Oh, so then, so when I kept working for these companies that merged and then like I finally was out of a job and I'm like, I, I need a minute to like do whatever. And like, I was always a fan of pop culture growing off, like 90210, Melrose Place, like not just reality TV, but I was a fan of reality TV from the early beginning, like the real world. Me too. Simple life. So I mean, the Hills, Laguna Beach, are you kidding me? Yes, so, all of those. Right? Those are good ones. Um, so we're just in a different world now on Instagram. And I live in New York City too. Like you live in the DC area. Like if I mm-hmm. lived where you lived, I would have, you know, it would have been Candace and Monique and, and Karen Huger. Like wherever you live, you can find something or something close by. I'm lucky that I'm in New York. So I'm like, this, these, this isn't like J-Lo and, you know, Lady Gaga that like can't walk down the street. These people are accessible. So, I mean, I'm not saying I'm a stalker and I'm not saying I waited at the grocery store, but these, there's enough public appearances and right. things that I was just like, I'm just going to start going because I have nothing else to do with my time right now. And then just, it's, you know, you show up at something the fifth time, you're like, oh, hey, Mark or Joseph's like, it's, it is natural. I mean, you know, and then you just kind of, it, it literally is organic. It's not like you show up and you're like, there's Ramona Singer, let's be best friends. You're like, no, you're, you're awful. So it's not like anyone, it's not like you could have just thrown any piece of meat in front of me, but just naturally it started with like New Jersey housewives and it just kind of took off from there. And then like people were like, oh, you're friends with that one. Well, you must not be a crazy person. And so that's when it was like, I was hanging out with them, which was just fun. I'm just like, let me get a drink and have fun. But I did kept saying, how can I turn this into a business? Margaret Josephs used to always say to me, she's like, you have to make this a business somehow. I'm not saying Margaret told me to go talk about everyone behind their back, but she would, and I would say like this, there, there has to be a business. And I just didn't know what it was. And then, so that's why one day I'm like, maybe this lends itself to a podcast. And that's how I started with these stories, which have now 
have turned into an interview show because I knew a lot of people in the beginning. So I was able to pull from people I knew as guests. And then it just snowballed. I'm like, well, if this person was my guest, I can use their name over here. And then it just snowballed. And then I was like, I don't want just Housewives. I don't want just reality TV. I want pop culture. And then it really is like the bigger your show gets, the easier it is to get names. And, yeah, you know, it just kind of became a thing. So now, but now, I mean, like, but it all ties together. Like being a lawyer helps. Like it helps me prepare questions and, you know what I mean? So it's all like, I have a certain style. People that describe my style say it's like, you know, it's so relaxed and casual. It is. That, but then I go for the kill. Like, it's not like we're having tea and crumpets here. Like, if you were just like when Candace Dillard was on, I'm like, you know, how did it feel like when your head was on that table? I'm not saying team Candace or Monique. And that's another thing I'll get into too about team this and team that. But you know, like Candace was on and she was talking about this and the season and like her MBA. And I'm like, okay, you know, let's do that. Cause of course, but now I need to know, like, did you feel frightened? Like I, I go for those weird, like, and I love breaking the fourth wall. I'm like, did you feel like, where was Bravo when this was happening? Like, I, I know they came in, but like, was it a minute? Did Bravo let this go on just to get footage for 20 minutes? Like, so, I mean, I guess I do cause stir shit, but you don't mean, you don't mean to tell me that whether you're thinking about that question or not now, <laughs> now you are, and now you want to know. So I like like the real life questions, like forget what's on the TV. Like you're basically having a physical altercation with someone. Where is Bravo? Like, was that 30 seconds or was that like, huh, we should intervene, but we got to make this show and this is the best thing that's ever happened and it's 45 minutes later. I just want to know. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, it is a relaxed style, but like I will go there and ask you what people really want to know. That's kind of my style. So you have an interesting thing to balance here with, I'm going to interview you, but I also know what you did last night. How do you balance that? And have you ever had an issue with that? Yes, yes, and yes. <laughs> I mean, so, yeah. Like, I have to say, the bigger my show has gotten, and now that it's five days a week, I literally have days where I'm like, I don't necessarily want to be friends with lots of people going forward like it's not it really truly it's like the evolution like what you asked really is like fan to friend to business and now i'm like i don't give a shit if we're friends just come on my fucking show excuse me for my language so i feel it's it's it is organic though like you talk to someone like this and then other you just you just bond with certain people yeah and yeah. you just naturally i'll say a thank you afterwards for appearing on my show in a dm and like they're the ones i mean I, I kid you not like i'm the one that's like oh shit i haven't gotten back to lisa barlow in five days whoops like I'm the one that like, just you bond with people. So they're the ones that are like, I had such a great time, sweetie. Let's keep in touch. Let's do drinks. And you're just like, okay. Cause I mean, I'm just, I'm a friendly person. Like that all sounds great, but I'm completely fine. If you don't want to respond and just keep it business. It's, it really is easier in a lot of ways. Yeah. I, I've discovered that as well in doing this. Like you can't sometimes help but bond with certain people that you interview. You but can. then also it's, it, it gets to a certain point for me where it's like, because I'm doing this every day, I don't really want to talk to anyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, for me, when I go out and especially like, so even like, you know, I'm single, like I'm on some dating apps or whatever, like when people hit me up and they like, they want to talk like housewives or Bravo, I'm like, I'm going to, I'm, I'm not interested. Sorry. Not, not interested. Cause then people want to tell you like, oh, you know, yeah, I saw Ramona that one time and she was a bitch. And I'm just like, okay, <laughs> like this is, I'm not, I'm not being obnoxious. Like this is what I do for a living. I, I know you have a Ramona story. I know this sounds like I'm being condescending. I'm just like, I don't want to hear it. Like, so I agree with you. You don't want to talk and you certainly don't want to talk about this when you're not working. Mm -hmm. So that's the other thing. So I, yeah, so I don't necessarily need to be friends with everyone that comes on my show. It happens more times than not, just cause you're like, I really like you though. 
<laughs> so, but I have to say, I don't care because like I, so I'm a Gemini. I really truly can separate everything. So we can be out and I can love you. But like when you're on my show and I think some people come on and they're shocked. Like I'm going to, I'm going to ask you the questions. I'm going to ask everyone else. It's, it's, I have to say like when you're friends with someone, it's actually harder to get them on your show. Cause they're just like, of course I'm going to come on. And I'm like, okay, you've been saying that like for three weeks, like I, it's almost too informal. And I'm like, if I were a stranger and called you or like had a team call you, you would have gotten back. Oh yeah. And so I've even done that. I've even used my team to reach out to people that like, I just spoke to three minutes ago that I'm really good friends with. And they're like, what the I fuck? I do the same thing. You're like, who the <laughs> hell are you? Like, I'm Margaret Joseph. Who are, and I'm like, well, I, I know, but like we're friends and like this actually has to happen. So like, I, I don't want to schedule it. Do you, just like, let them, let's, you know, let's, let's be formal here. It's almost like they think like your show is just like a fun little show. I mean, and they know it's not, but it's almost not good. There's, there is a downside to being friends with these people. Yeah. Has, has right? anybody ever like gotten mad at you or like gone off or anything like that because of something that you've said or asked? No, you is, get in there with the questions. I, that's what I love. No one has ever. So there's two things like, first of all, which I have found this even from the beginning. I don't know if you find this, but it's, it's, it's with housewives more than anyone. So like mm. I interview, I'm in bachelor nation too. Like I'll interview all these people from bachelor nation from the past. These people have slept together. They've actually slept together and dated. So there really should be animosity. Like when someone's on and I say, well, your ex who's also as famous and well-known as you just said this and the press three days ago and they're like, what? Like you should be really upset now because you slept with this person and they it didn't end so well. They kind of dumped you. They're like the nicest people. They, it's all, it's just housewives. I don't know if you find this, like I am in the middle of housewives of like, yes, I had on you last week and this week I have your arch enemy. Sorry. Like, <laughs> so then people get into, it's like, I don't know. To me, it's like an iron wall. Like I can be best friends with you and best friends with this one. Like I'm not talking about you. And she's, so I just think that happens to me a lot professionally really? amp oh all the time all the time where it's like yeah i i've even been told like why did you have this person on or why are you out for drinks with that person or like you had them on your show but you don't really like this person right you're just doing your job all the time i mean when i say all the time this happened i don't know yesterday it happened again the day before yeah all the time so how do you I'll respond have, I just, and it really is, I understand it if I'm a two-faced bitch and I'm telling you what this person said, <laughs> I don't, I don't. It's like, it truly is an iron wall. It's like, I, it's just, I don't believe like your, en your enemy is not my enemy. It's just, that's right. how it is. When this person does something, like you might be right about this person. And when they do something to me, trust me, I will cut them. But until they do, I personally don't have a problem with this person. And I, it's not really in my best interest to have a problem with them because I'm going to want them on my show again in nine months. <laughs> How do you deal with that? I don't know. I just like get myself out of it mostly, but that happens more than anything with housewives where it's like you, they want to know why you had this one on or are friends with that person all the time. And they're like, they, tr and I've been told before you need to drop that person for me. You have to choose. Yes. As are you serious? Yes at least two or three times. I have to say the bigger my show has gotten, it's happening less in the sense that, which is great. This is where I wanted to be, where I feel like there is this element I feel with certain people that they feel like I need your show as much as you need me. Oh, wow. It's, it's like, they don't say that. It, it, that is not said with an ego. It's just this like, I can't explain it, that it's like, I know you see what happened here a week after you were on my show. And I know you're not talking to me this week, but you're also not saying anything to me because what can you really say? And then like two weeks or whatever, you're over it because you've got some other problem. And now it's, it's not, <laughs> it's never like a, a written thing, but I just, you feel it. And you're like, I shouldn't reach out to this person this week. And then like two or three weeks later, it blows over. But so that happens a lot, a lot.
with housewives. I mean, it doesn't matter what the franchise is. I can tell you every franchise. And then other than that, no one has gotten mad at me for what I've asked. I am okay. waiting. I'm waiting for someone to hang up on me. I'm, I'm waiting because I've, I've had people say things like, no one's really said I'm not answering that, but they have in not in so many words. And, and I get it. And listen, I'm really good about like reading the room. And like, that's the other thing about getting press or going there. You have to know when not to go there. Right. And like, you want to, but it's not about that. Cause like the person will hang up and if they don't, they'll never come back. So it's mm-hmm. this fine balance between like, I gotta ask, I have to push you, but I not, if I really sense it, I change the subject. But to your point, there are people that are not upset with me. They're not upset with the interview. Everything is great. I ask them a question, they answer it. And then when it's all over the world, in every magazine, on every blog, with whatever headline that they don't like, then I hear it from them. And it's like, I will say it every time, you fucking said this, not me. <laughs> I did not say this quote. And I can tell you right now too, from someone who's done this, People Magazine, Perez Hilton, Us Weekly. The quote is not wrong. Let me tell you. Like, there's not 100,000 lawsuits going around a day. Like, whatever quote is there, trust me, is what you said. Now, they do come up with their own headlines. I I don't work for Perez Hilton. I don't work for People Magazine. I don't work for the EEE Daily Pop or Wendy Williams. I cannot help the headline. Yes, some of these publications go to the most salacious headline and it kind of stretches the truth. Not really, but it it has a slant and they, (laughs) listen, they love words like slammed. Oh, slammed is a big one that you could say whatever. Trust me, I know, I know. And creating headlines every day, exposed, bombshell, slammed, explosive. But these are the words that we know are going to draw the audience in. Right. And then they're like, well, you like this. This is good for your podcast. Well, I mean, yes. (laughs) I mean, this is like, I don't understand. Like, this is not a hobby, sweetie. This is a business. But at the same time, I also didn't come up with these horrible headlines. So you're, you're, so, and you said this, and let me tell you, every time that that has happened, that someone's called me, I go back to my, I literally will then, if I really get reamed out, which is not It's very little, but it has happened. I will go back to my question. Like, was I a shady bitch? Like, did I say, well, you must hate her, right? No. Every time I'll say like, well, what about this person? Like, what do you think about that person? Or I'll be like, would you ever go back to Housewives? Now, if you want to go back or you want to stay in Bravo's Good Graces and you ask me, I would come up with some answer, but whatever. I mean, it's the question is always so innocent. So you could, when I say, what do you think about her? Oh, she's a great mother. She's a great wife. She's gorgeous. She's smart. Look, we didn't get along on the show, but I mean, I understand that. And she's, look at all she's doing for society. If you don't want an issue, that should be your answer. When you're like, oh, blah, blah, blah. All I asked you is what you thought of this person. That's the most (laughs) innocent question possible. So I didn't tell you to take it to a dark place of how much you hate this person and all the reasons why. And now you have a problem and your phone is ringing. What's been the most awkward head or, or awkward experience with the headline that you maybe were like, what? They did that? Like, have you ever, have you had that moment yet? Yes. Oh, yes. Now I, there's plenty of headlines that I am like, ugh, I'm cringing. It's not <laughs> the headline that I would have used. And I like this person, but really I can answer you because it happened within the past one to three weeks. So I had this guy, Blake Horseman on. I don't think you know who he is. He was on Bachelor Nation. He was, he made it really far, Hannah Brown season. I don't think you watched The Bachelor. That's okay. I don't. Anyone that's, but the point is he was then on Bachelor in Paradise and he was bullied really hard. So he started talking about, and he's been open in the past about this, but he started talking about how he you know, it got to him. Like he would call the producers and say, please, please, I'm begging you, edit me out. I I can't take this anymore. Like, you know, he was getting so much hate online. So anything like that, because I love breaking the fourth wall and about like what, like, I I guess I do love a good expose. Like what reality TV does to you? Like what is the price of fame? These are the topics I love talking about. So I was like, look, I mean, like, what do you mean it got so bad? Like, I mean, 
how bad? Because when you say it got bad, my mind goes to a really dark place. So I'm like, are we talking that like dark? And he's like, yeah, I was in bed for like three months. I gained, and this is like a hot guy. I gained this much weight. And he's like, yes, I, I thought of killing myself. He's like, my parents were worried about me. Did So the, I mean, he, he was saying this on a podcast. So he didn't, it wasn't like a, a soundbite. We talked about this for a while. So of course they picked that up about his bullying and he gave specific examples. So it's not like, I mean, it, it's a positive thing that he's now shedding awareness on right. this. But right, the headlines were something like Blake Horseman admit, you know, um, tried to kill him. It literally was like tried to kill himself was in the headline. And I was like, oh, that's wow. I mean, is that a truth that it literally is a direct quote from him? So it is true. And it, you in a paragraph with a lot of other stuff is one thing, but it was like the it was like Perez Hilton headline. I think E, like Blake Horseman, you know opens up about trying to commit suicide or kill himself after being on The Bachelor. And I was like, oh, it's just, you know what I mean? Like as a headline to me, that's like, it's hard. Right. Yeah. Cause like, if you really think about it now when you go, and it's not like he never talked about this before. So like, did we have to go with that headline? Right. Well, you know, the interesting thing is, you know, when we're creating these, these headlines, we often kind of like how you talked about earlier, we look for something new, something we didn't know before. And that's the thing that I find to be the, that people want to know the most about something that's fresh. And unfortunately it seemed like that was the thing. Now talk to you about your most awkward headline. What was your, what was your favorite interview? Like, hands down, if, you, if I got to go, if, if, if someone who's listening to this had to go back through the catalog right now, hands down, what was the, what was the moment? Who was it? And then, and I'll tell you, because then there are positive headlines. Like, I'll answer that afterwards. It's not all. I mean, you're asking, you know, if I came on this show a month ago, this would have been a different show, because everything I'm answering is like in the past month. I love but it. But just... For a lot of reasons, I mean, uh, Janice Dickinson. I, because to me, I just love Janice Dickinson. That's the first thing. Second of all, she doesn't give a fuck. She's one of those, like, go ahead and cancel her. She doesn't care. She's 66. She's had her career. So, I mean, we didn't get into anything, like, that shouldn't have been said. But, like, you know, I'm like, she called, like, Julie Andrews a bitch. She was like, so it got, like, a gazillion headlines for different reasons. She's like, I'm sorry, Gigi and Kendall suck. She's like, in my day, we were fabulous. Like, it was just like, <laughs> you know, literally, she's like, fab, like screaming at the camera. Like, it was like Janice unhinged. So then when you have someone like that and you get a lot of press, you're like, I love this. But also, like, I love Joan Rivers. So I had Melissa Rivers on. And so I asked her, like, and, you know, you, you think, and I knew, this is another example. Like, I knew, like, okay, Melissa's coming on. She has a lot to say. Fashion police. We have so much, the audience is going to love her. But I'm like, I bet you this question that I've come up with. I'm like, so Joan Rivers, I mean, fashion police, you red carpets. Joan's not around for Corona. Like, what would your mother say if she were alive now about having to wear a mask? And I I just knew that this, the answer to whatever, like that's an example, whatever you answer, it doesn't matter. 90%, this could be a thing. Because, like, you could answer this in so many ways, it doesn't matter. And if she were anyone else, no one cares. But because it's Joan Rivers, like, fashion police, what are you wearing? And she's like, are you kidding me? My mother would love it. She could hide all her plastic surgery. She doesn't have to wear makeup. And as soon as she answered, I was like, this is it all over the world. Like, Joan Rivers, you know, would love wearing a mask in Corona because <laughs> it would hide plastic surgery. Melissa Rivers says. And it's so there you go. There's no drama. And Melissa and her team, they were like, oh my God, like we love you. You know what I mean? So it's not all, it's not all negative press. Like I had Tom Felicia on for, he was in the original Queer Eye. He told this innocent story about J-Lo and a Christmas tree and he was working with her and they put a big tree up and like, they put too much on it and the tree started like tumbling, tumbling, tumbling. And like JLo was in her juicy sweats and he moved her out of the way. And he's like, this could have gone one of two ways. Like JLo could have been a total bitch. And he's like, JLo was like, 
so nice. And then all everywhere, Christmas tree almost falls on JLo, designer, you know, blah, blah. And he too, and rumor is JLo's people saw it and they were like, love it. Because it's like a funny wow. story. Yeah. So it's not all about negative press. But I would say Janice was like my favorite interview with, with the headlines. And same thing with Melissa. Like, so non-Housewives. I mean, the Housewives probably like Vicky Gumbleson was a great interview. You know, it is, it's a great interview and it's a housewife that's been on forever and they're still on. Because like the yeah. more you start preparing, you're like, there's so much to pull from here. There's mm-hmm. so, like there's so much. And Vicky really opened up. And then that's another thing. She's the whole Lisa Rinna, Vicky Gumbleson feud. That was because of my podcast. That whole thing where like Lisa, <laughs> it was like all because Vicky said like, yeah, I was snubbed in Andy's baby shower by Lisa Rinna. And so there you go. Like, that's just like, you can't plan for that. Like if she were snubbed by, I don't know, Ashley Darby. All right, who cares? But the fact that it was like Lisa Rinna, that's, it's kind of a thing now. Like OC, LA, it's Rinna. Yeah. I'm like, this is, a, this is actually a thing. But then like Lisa Rinna got involved and was posting on her Instagram. Like that, um, that whole feud that went on, it was on Wendy Williams. That was all for my podcast. So then you're like, that's a personal favorite because you're like, I mean, I, you, you feel guilty, but you're like, God, like this feud is literally from my podcast. 100% is from this podcast. There's no other feud. I mean, it's, it's being credited to the podcast, but you're like, this is now a thing. Like in six months, if they're seen out somewhere or a year, it's going to be talked about somewhere. Like Vicky and Rinna, after their feud, it will be. That's also how it works. Like my interview with Tamara Judge is cited in magazines that have nothing to do it's my interview. It'll be like, blah, 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 blah. And it, literally something Tamara did yesterday. And then it will say, you know, last year, on the, you know, in June, Tamara swore this on the behind the velvet rope. So when it's really big, it's like the gift that keeps giving. But like Melissa, Janice, Vicky, those are some of them. Yeah. That was so good. Do you ever get people that are maybe sent to you that you won't interview? Yes. Yes. And then there's people that are sent to me that I don't. So I have a hard time saying no. I really, so I do say no, not everyone could come on behind the velvet rope. (laughs) So I do say no, but my thing is I say no. And then I did, I just take a minute and then I dig. And then like the like producing part of this job is what I love the best. And so you're like, well, I don't really know who you are. I've really never heard of you, but wait, you were on like 90210 for three episodes. So now I want to know about Shannon Doherty and Tori Spelling. And wait a second, you were on this show. So it's like, when I say no, if I just spend another 20 minutes on it, I'm like, I mean, like, it's not like I'm dying for content. I have more than I, but then I feel bad and I'm like, okay. And here's the other thing though. So I, I do say no, but even when I want to say no and then don't, I find an angle that would relate to my audience. But I have to tell you, and the good thing about not saying no is this has happened numerous times. I've had on numerous smaller names, quote unquote, and bonded so much with them that they literally are like, oh, so you want this other person that we talked about during the podcast? And I'm like, what? I've had people, bigger names that I never would have, I mean, maybe gotten, but handed to me on a silver platter of like, David, meet so-and-so. So good luck, you guys. And then this person is really good friends with them. And there's no question. There's no like, what, who are you? It's like, great, I'll, I'll do your show. And at least twice or three or four times the people I doubt would have done my show and it certainly wouldn't have happened with like doing nothing. It would have been emails and calls and teams so it's like one, two, three. Okay, like, are you free tomorrow to do a Zoom? So that is the thing about smaller names and wanting to say no. And I, I don't say no because of any moral reasons. And that's the other thing too. Everyone thinks like the Candace thing is a good example. I got so much hate for that. You know, you, you covered it on your, like, people don't realize <laughs> like this, like this is a business. So first of all, it's, uh, where did I say that I like, and then this is not directed towards Candace, but I don't, like necessarily like everyone that I have on my show doesn't mean I like them, but in a, I, I'm not team anything. Like I don't, because I think I know how the shows are made. 
and I talk to these people, like I really judge it in real life. Like I can say, I personally love Candace Dillard because our before, during, I mean, I don't care what happens on air, but like before and after she's like been a real person to me. I'm not saying I agree with what's on the TV or anything. Right. And then right. everyone's team this and that. It's like, hello, I would have had Monique Samuels on 30 seconds later if she would have showed up. Like, I'm not team Candace. Candace wanted to come on my show and I certainly wasn't going to say no to that. I tried to get Monique on. It didn't happen. I don't know if having Candace on put, put the nail in my coffin. But You I would, gotta I, have Monique on. I would, I would love to have Monique on. I've tried. I've had my team try. I would love to just for like, I mean, we're moving forward now. She can talk yeah, about like, yeah. life. like, and that's the other thing too. I'm really respectful of like, when you come on from like a show, like a 90210 that you were on like 20 years ago or whatever, like it's obvious what the majority of this interview is going to be, but we're going to start with like, who are you as a person? And you can plug away anything. Like in the end, you can plug your new business, whatever. Like I get how it works. You're not just talking to me because you're tired and have nothing else to do with your life. Like you want to plug something. You think I have a big audience or I mean, I do have a big audience, but like, so I get it. Like, we're not just going to come on and talk about what you did on housewives. You know, we will when you were on 10 years ago, but you can talk about your new coaching business and give me a website. Like I'm good like that. Like I, I get it. So I think that helps too. And that people can come on and at the end, like, You've plugged everything. You've plugged your books and all your new stuff of how you're eating. I mean, that is why you're here. I'm not that wonderful and fabulous. Like, You just brought up something. Yes. Book. Is my, is my memory serving me correctly that you are writing a book? Well, okay. First of all, I wrote a book. Now, where it is and it... Okay, well, I did write it. I wrote it at the beginning of COVID. You see, I, I'm not one to sit around and do nothing. This is how I have a five-day-a-week show. <laughs> when COVID started, I was like, what the hell am I going to do with my life here? I mean, yes, we have bigger issues. The world is a mess. But I, like, I don't judge anybody that you know, stayed in and slept all day and drank all day. Trust me, I, I get it. I was just like, I, I can't go down this road because it's not, you know, I'll, I'll just sleep every day then. So I really was like, after two, three days, maybe a week, I was like, I had a schedule of like, nope, like at 8 a.m., it is work time. That is it. Like, it's a work day. So the show wasn't enough and I had time and that's when I wrote a book about all of this. So there is a book. Does the book need to be edited and shortened and probably reread and parts cut out now that it's... Yeah, but like, so it is with like a publisher and like, you know, listen, things are like have stalled and a lot of it's on me too. Like I've just dropped the ball of like, I've been so busy. I don't know if I should self-publish it, but there is a book. So yes, I didn't realize like I put this out there and I do have people all the time that DM me and they're like, where's your book? So I probably should, I probably should get my shit together and finish <laughs> it. But I mean like not finish it, but just like finish the process of like, I mean, you know, I have to say, I didn't think writing the book itself was that hard. It's all of this other stuff. Like, because yeah. I, I overshot it. Like, I was like, I want to get it all out now. It's too long and it has to be edited. And even with that happening, like, where is it and when is it going to be? That's all. The, so I'm like, God, I thought the work was over. And then the podcast got so busy. I'm like, all right, this is on my list of things I should do. We want the book. I know. We want, give us the I book. I mean, you would think it would be like a top priority, but it just <laughs> hasn't happened yet. <laughs> my Not last yet. question for you today, you okay? Because my hope is that you'll come back, okay? I'll come back uh, anytime you want. Give this you a fun. month and you'll have more stories, okay? We've got like good people coming up. Yes. Have you ever thought about it? I mean, and yes. I, not that television is the pinnacle of anything because I find having done television that I enjoy working for myself way more. Um, but you have a television personality. That's what everyone tells me. I've thought of it a million times. You want to help me get into TV? Because you're on TV. Yes. People tell me this all the More time. More on that to come. Yeah. So that I, I, that I would 
make up my part of my priority. Cause that's something that's been in my, like, I have to bump this up to like the top priority anyway. Yeah. I mean, visually and you're animated and I feel like you've just, there's a, you have a thing that I think works for TV. And I think that you also, what I love is in an interview, when I'm talking to somebody, when I want to know more, they give me everything. And then the questions that I didn't even think to ask and you give that and you're a talker. And I feel like you could talk by yourself for about an hour. And this is coming from someone who does it every day. So I feel like you got it. I could talk for an hour by myself. <laughs> like there are times when I'm like, I'm going to do a Patreon episode and talk all about what happened last night. And I'm like, it hasn't happened yet, but it's come close to like, if this, you know, guest doesn't show up, I'm just going to do this on my own and it'll be fine. We haven't got, we've gotten there once or twice, but not mostly, but yeah, I can talk on my own for an hour. Yeah. I mean, yeah. There's something there. I'm going to, um, yeah, no, people have told me this and like huge producer. Like I have, I have I'm one of my friends is a huge producer at a show in New York. And he's just like, sweetie, I mean, if, yes, you should do this. But I mean, I don't got no time to help you. I mean, he'll help me a little bit, but he won't help me and do like, yeah. let's sit and do this. He means well. He's just, and I'm like, I get it. You're working like 39 hours a day. But he's like, you should be doing this. So quick question. And, I, and, yes. and then I'm going to let you go. You can, we can talk again off air of this. Absolutely. What's the next big thing that you have coming up in, in terms life, of maybe an interview, an or, interview or in life? Well, like I said, today, I mean, I loved talking to Mike Hill today, Mr. Cynthia Bailey from RHOA. That was a good one. I saw the clips on YouTube. That was a good one. You know, it's like, yeah. I, I just really liked him. Um, who else do I have that I'm really excited about coming up? I'm trying to think. You know, like, again, like, it's like, I try to stick to the season. Like, I mean, I really was dying to get Salt Lake Housewives when Salt Lake was on, dying, and it just wasn't happening. And then at the end, I had, like, Lisa and Meredith and Whitney. It just all kind of happened at once. So that was great. I was like, I am going to lose it if I cannot get at least one Salt Lake housewife on this show. Cause I was just obsessed with Salt Lake. You know, Janice Dickinson's coming back for a second. Good. good. So that's really good. Melissa Rivers is probably coming back. I have an idea. I mean, the Oscars is coming up red carpet. I mean, I'm like, shouldn't that be a Melissa Rivers episode? Absolutely. Stuff like that. And like, I'm working on some other big guests, you know, like, you hear names that are kicked around. Oh, having Isaac Mizrahi on too for me, for me was some people were like, who? And I'm like, I don't know, Isaac Mizrahi is like kind of a major deal here. That's huge. So that, I mean, and we totally bonded. You know, and that's the other thing. I don't know, you, you can see, you can disagree or tell me if you agree with this. I feel like you can't tell. Like there are people where I'm like, we are gonna be great together and we are. Like this show <laughs> is just how I thought. Then there are other people where you're like, I'm not that excited about this person and true. And then it's like, sometimes where you're like, I don't even want to talk to this person and it's amazing. Or you're like, you have such high hopes. You're like, this person's great. And you're like, that fell so flat. Like, like what, it's weird, right? It's it weird. is weird. It's weird. And it's, I don't know. I, I hate when I'm having to pull the, the answers from a person and I'm doing more of the talking because really, honestly, when I'm doing interviews, it's for me and my enjoyment. And I just hope that the audience loves it too. But I've, I'm the person who wants to learn here. I'm the person who's inquisitive. So to me, if I'm doing more of the talking, then I'm not getting what I asked for. I agree. I mean, I've had people on where I'm like, what is with these one word answers? I just had that recently with like, I mean, not throwing him under the bus, but like Luke from Summer House. It's like one word answers. Are you serious? And yeah. I, literally. And like, and the other thing is, I mean, I get it. Like you can't spoil things and like, you know, no spoilers, but I don't know. I've had, you know, I mean, one of my strangest interviews I just did with Koa Johnson, Jen Shaw's dress designer, you know, all that drama. It's, it's, it's on my Patreon for reasons. Like, Listen, I reached out to him when all this happened. I was like, I'm going to chase the story. He didn't, he wasn't on any podcast. And I mean, he's posted about how awful she is. Again, nothing against, I'm not coming for Jen Shaw. I'm not anything. I'd love to have her on to talk about this. But 
I was like, I want to hear. And he was like this and that and all these things about her. So it was, I was in Las Vegas for the weekend. I was like, I'm going to take a minute out of my life here because this is not the convenient. And I prepared literally sitting there in a hotel room. And it didn't happen in Las Vegas. It was happening on Monday. I'm like the whole plane ride back. And then when we started talking, it was like, well, you know, I would ask, it would literally be like one plus one equals two, right? And you would get an answer and it would be, I would be like, so what? So like you say, this was a full-time job working for Jen. Like it was, so I'm like, what were the hours? Okay. 11 to 2 AM. We got somewhere. That's an answer. So, I mean, I know this is not an appropriate question, but I don't care. How are you paid? And there was a silence. I'm like, well, I mean, it's, it was a job. So how, how are you paid? Now you could have said like, I wasn't, I'm like, no, no, I don't. So you, in the answer to how you're paid was every time I have like a working relationship with someone, I feel like, you know, we always bond and we always, and I'm like, that doesn't answer my question. Okay. So like, maybe that's weird. Let's go on to another one. What is the worst thing? Cause you claim these things on your Instagram. What is the worst thing that Jen Shaw did to you? Like, give me an actual example, like screamed at thrones. Like, give me an example. Well, like, you know, it really is unfortunate that I'm not working with her anymore. And it's like, bitch. So again, <laughs> why, I, why are you here? Like, I didn't force you to come here. So then when the whole thing was over, I was like, this has to go on Patreon as like a bonus episode and I am going to give my own commentary. And I did give my own commentary. I'm like, this isn't, I mean, it, I, I, I bumped a show for him and I'm like, no, I'm not changing. I had to bump it back. And I'm like, you gave me nothing, which I, and why are you here? It was the strangest. That literally is probably my number one, just strangest interview ever. I don't get it because it's not like some people could say, oh, he was afraid to talk. Well, I would go with that. And mind you, there's a video too. And the whole video, he was looking at someone, the whole video. I mean, it's like, who is in, I don't understand. Again, I didn't force you. Like I'm very busy. There's no, I'm not lacking content. There's a wait list over here. You didn't have to come on the show. So it, Hours after we recorded it, then it was in page six, like Hoa Johnson says, Jen Shaw is horrible. And so again, like, it's not like you were afraid to talk because here you are on page six. And if you wanted to give page six the exclusive, I mean, I still would have talked to you. It's, right. this, came out, this came out after, like you could have said all of that. It wasn't coming out till the day later. And so that was the thing. I'm like, you gave me nothing and the story broke. Why is this like my big special episode of the week? Sweetie, you're not going to play me. I'm well versed at this game you're going on my paid site and that's the end of it and and he was i mean i expected him to be like what and he was just like thank you so much like i think he knew that i and then i added all my own commentary of like what a waste of my freaking time <laughs> but so i mean like i i think it took on a different now people are listening to that interview in droves because now they're like oh now i want to hear how strange this was and if david's and people are like you're not exaggerating. That was the weirdest thing ever. I mean, I wish him well. Like, I'm not, I'm not bitter. I just, it turned into the, like, the weirdest thing of, like, you're not answering any of my questions. I, yes, I would respect. Listen, and, and for anybody who listens to this right. later, no, no, this, it's fine. This was a huge story. So I am encouraging you to subscribe to the Patreon <laughs> so that you can hear exactly how crazy this was because one would think he would have a lot to say yeah i mean that's the only reason that and again i said when i reached out to him i said unlike other people that are probably reaching out to you i do a fully actualized human being story so we will start with where are you from where did you grow up how did you become a designer i want to know who are your inspirations what designers did you like it's all about you. This is, you plug, you plug your everything. People are now going to go to your Instagram or website and look at your designs and probably hire you for something as a designer. That will be the beginning. In the end, we're going to talk again about how great you are as a designer and anything you have going on now, plug and plug and the middle chunk. So I'm not an asshole. I'm like, you are, you plug away, baby, plug away. You know, and we talked about what a great designer he was, but in the middle, sweetie, come on now, you know why you're coming. So 
it was like, <laughs> it's not like you're not getting anything out of this. And he just, it turned into, people should listen because it is so strange that I literally afterwards was like, am I crazy? Like I, I need, like I need, needed to hear from people like, is this, um, am I overreacting or is it, wasn't not that weird? And now it's like one of those classic interviews where you hear about so-and-so like was like on drugs, was like just not there. I'm not saying he was on drugs, but it was like, I can't explain how strange it was. And I'm going to put the video up too, because the entire thing, when I asked a question <laughs> about Jen, every question he was looking, I don't know if it was someone nodding, but never once did he say, I can't answer that. That would have been slightly better than an answer that took seven minutes that did not answer the question. None of them. It was round and round and round. Like, when did you last speak to Jen Shaw? That's, 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 that's not gray. Like, it's a month. It's, it's a time. And even so, I'm like this viral video. When, when was that taken? When, and where were you standing in the room? Because like, she looks like she's yelling at you. Or, and then the more we talked about it, the more he like, I thought I was crazy. I'm like, now I don't know if I know all the facts. And I've researched this. So I'm like, now you got me thinking that this didn't happen and this isn't what was said and I know I'm not crazy. It was like, what do you mean? Were you physically there or not? Like, it's a yes or a no that he couldn't answer anything. Really, you should, it's crazy. I personally will be subscribing to Patreon just as soon as you. we're done. I can send I just want to like see so it. No, I want to be on the Patreon so I can know what else is going on. I want to hear the stories, okay? There's like, I'm putting there. my money where my mouth is. There's some um, stuff there. And it's, like, not all drama, but it's a lot of, like, little stories that we don't talk about elsewhere. But those are the things that I like to know, you know what I mean? And I think that was one of the reasons why I wanted to do this podcast, because I want to hear those stories. I want to hear more of them. And I always knew, I said, I have to, I have to talk to David. You know, I have to talk to David. So I want to just say thank you for stopping by and taking out some time to really kind of, you know, just give us all the juicy details of what it's like to walk in David's shoes. You're being too kind. You are a legend in and of yourself. You're great at what you do. Thank you. I'm not just saying that. We'll talk about TV <laughs> offline because it's something that's like been on my list. And like, you're great Absolutely. at what you do and you have a great following too. You know, a Thank lot you. of people listen to my Candace interview because of you. People were saying, I heard of you. They said, I've heard of you because of DJ Richie. Really, well, in the know, DMs. One of the things that I love to do is, um, and I, I don't know where, I, I think it's because I used to work in news, is citing the source, it helps. It helps everyone. Yes. And after the Candace interview, I was like, hand to God, this is not make, me making this up. After that, I was like, you are on my A-list forever. Not like, I mean, I was already, my podcast was already successful at the point. But that's like when you, when I started in the business, in the pod, that's the thing. It's the insecure people. And you know, some of these Bravo podcasters, they're the most insecure. It's the insecure people that don't cite the source. And you're just like, okay, well, don't do me any fucking favors but I don't understand it either. I'm very good at that too. Yeah. Like, I don't understand more. I think it's just insecurity that not everyone does that. Like for instance, and I won't talk forever, like when I told you I had some small guests on and then they gave me these big names, I made sure during those big name shows on air to be like, we have to like bow down to so-and-so because you wouldn't be here if it wasn't for this person. And like the person's like, and I even put the person's information in the write-up where like, I wasn't even part of the show. I'm like, I know, but that person wouldn't have been on my show if it wasn't mm -hmm. for you. So I mm -hmm. want everyone to go to your Instagram now and listen to you. And like, I'm really good like that. And I think it's really weird when people don't cite sources. Yeah. What's the point? Like you're going to well, try to pretend like you came up with this. I mean, if that gets you off for 24 hours, okay. That's the other thing. I know for me, it's like, one, I feel like it creates goodwill. You know, two, yeah. it's the right thing to do. And then three, the way I look at this is I may not do this forever. So what I want you to know, if you like me, here are the places where I go to visit. These are my favorite people, my favorite blogs, my favorite Instagram sites, my favorite podcasts, because I know that when people consume this information, they're not just going to go to me. Yeah. So why don't I tell you the places I like to go?
And I just think it creates a better experience for the person watching. Yes, but not everyone does that. You know? And that's sad. I think so, uh, because I'm good at that too. It's just, why would you want to take who, who cares? You know? It's not going to take away from your audience. And it's a lot of work. You know, what what we all do is a lot of work. And so the person that put together all of this information, the person that conducted this interview, yeah, let's, let's tell people where to go to get that information. Totally. Well, a lot of people in my DMs were like, I'm listening to Candace because of you. So thank you. You helped Candace get listeners. <laughs> and people think I don't like Candace. That is not the case. Yeah. Um, David. Yes. Tell people where they can find you. They can listen to Behind the Velvet Road podcast anywhere podcasts are listened to. Apple, Spotify, wherever else you listen to your podcast. Behind the Velvet Rope. And on Instagram, there's no the. Too long a name. So we take the the out and it's <laughs> at Behind Velvet Rope. I am now on Clubhouse. Are you on Clubhouse? I'm on Clubhouse. It just seems like a I whole know. other thing. I know. Master. I, I have, uh, Here's the thing. I secretly am on it. I mean, I'm, I'm on it. I'm not secretly on it. And I pray that it doesn't become something because I'm not, I, I agree with you. You know, it's like, I skip TikTok and I'm fine. So, but I think people are just running scared of Clubhouse thinking like, I got to get on because what if it becomes something. Yeah. So in like Twitter and Facebook, but it's really behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. That is me. I am like, I will answer you. I answer people right away. I check DMs. That is Instagram, behind Velvet Rope, at behind Velvet Rope, or just listen to the podcast. And literally it's interviews. It's ex- it literally the opposite of this chat here today. The next time I come on, we can talk about it. You don't really hear from me during the interviews. It's the exact opposite. I don't give my opinion. I ask, and that's another thing too, that people are always like, why are you saying this? Like, it's almost awkward at times, but I'm really careful. Like, I don't want to agree. When Candace is like, Monique is this and this and this and this. <laughs> I want her to keep talking, but I want to be really careful not to say like, of course, or like, I, I get it. So it's, it's hard sometimes because like, I just don't, that's where it's like, you know, these people personally and regardless, I am not team anyone. I'm team David Yontev and behind the velvet rope. <laughs> so when people trash, I'm really like, I, 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 this is not getting edited in some soundbite where I'm saying, I agree, Monique is this. Cause I, I'm, where did I say that? So that's the other thing. So anyone that listens to me on my podcast, you will get just interviews. It's all about your favorites. I will get the information for you and you won't hear me talk hardly at all except to ask questions sometimes i give my personality but a lot of times i'm just like okay let's move on but you guys can subscribe to his patreon and get the behind the scenes to you you can get actually a little bit more of david there um david thank you so much for being here guys whoever's listening whoever's watching make sure you guys subscribe to the channel listen on all podcast platforms this is dj richie scott unfiltered and we'll see you next time bye